So nothing better to record right after Pesach comes out um, than a beautiful sicha, Shmini Beis, which is a combination of sichas that the Rebbe said in 1976, 1979, and I want to focus on one part, actually, whatever. When I learned the sicha, I asked myself, which part am I struggling with doesn't flow, and then I try to do the research for myself. So the part of the sicha where the Rebbe moves on to a different topic in Ois Tes, what the Rebbe says, based on the fact that we learn we could understand the story of this Irachatas. But the truth is that the story of Sirachatas is quite a confusing story um, that the Rebbe doesn't explain extensively. Actually, the next Sicha, um, Shmini Gimel, which we're not learning in this year, in this cycle, um, it goes much more extensively in that story. But I just thought it might be worth it to go and actually just give the context of the story. And I'm using, in general, I'm a big, huge fan of the Kahas Pumish. Um So I'm going to use it to help us navigate the story. So let's remember what happened. This is by Yem Hashmini, the eighth day, Rosh Chodesh Nissen, the eighth day of the inauguration of the Mishkan. And there was various procedures that the Yidin, uh, that the Kayanim had to do. Unfortunately, Nadav and Aviyu passed away. And <clears throat> once Nadav and Aviyu's bodies were removed, uh, Moshe spoke to Aaron's sons, Elizabeth Summer, and he told them, take the portion of the grain offering left over, um, and you must eat them near the Mizbeach, for they are sacrifices from superior holiness. You must eat them in the holy place, Makam Kadesh, Kichachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
for Rosh Chedesh, because this was also Rosh Chedesh Nisa. However, unlike the other Karbanas, this was not an exceptional offering for today, for the day of the Hanukkah Mehamishkan. It was a consistent thing that would be brought going forward every Rosh Chedesh. Since Moshe, when he formed Aaron, informed Aaron and his sons to eat the portions, he only mentioned the other ones. He did not mention this sacrifice. So they, they, re- they reasoned that regular sacrifices, they were still permitted, prohibited to eat the meat because they were oinim, because their, their brothers weren't even buried yet. And waiting till the next day to eat it would be not okay because this is Kachi Kadashim that has to be eaten on that day. So what do they do? They burnt it. Moshe assumed the opposite. Since Hashem had told him that neither Aaron nor his sons should observe any morning practices that day to not dampen the Simcha of the Chanukah Samishkan, he thought that they should have eaten it. So Moshe inquires about the, the sin offering, the Chatas, for the Rosh Chedesh. And they say it's been burnt up. So he says, why? What, what, what happened? So he says, he wants to find out what happened to the other Karbanas. And those other Karbanas, they were, were eaten. So he gets angry with Aaron for the careless attitude. But instead of screaming at Aaron, he kind of get, he lets out his anger um, on Elazar and Isamar, the surviving sons. Why did you not eat from the sin offering for Rosh Chedesh? Was it a problem with the holy place, superior holiness, etc.? No, they said there was no problem. So why didn't you eat it? Hashem told you to eat it. This is the way the Yidim will get their um, forgiveness. Each Rosh Chodesh we bring Karban Chattas to forgive them for the Averis that they've done. So this will bring their Kapara and you're not eating it. Nothing happened wrong. The blood was done the way it should be done. Everything was done the way it should be done. So why did you burn it? Now Allah Zabini Samar didn't answer first of all because Moshe was the Rebbe and their father Aaron was standing right over there. So they're quiet. So Aaron talks quite harshly to Moshe, and he says like this. Why are you screaming at them? It was me. I was the one that brought the sacrifice. I'm the Kayin Gadol. And you told me that I'm allowed to bring it on the, all, the, all the rituals I'm supposed to do, even though I'm a name. So the Chattas was not burnt because it became puzzle. It was burnt because there was no justification to apply the heter, the leniency that you heard from Hashem regarding eating the other sacrifices that are dafka for today, because that, that's going to dampen the mood if I don't eat them. But that's per, perhaps only true regarding the, the process that's done in public. It's in front of the altar, it's in front of the base, in front of the Am Yisrael, they're going to see it. So that's going to cause a simcha, like we're talking in the sikh, it's going to cause the, you know, the, we don't want to make an interruption in front of the kala. However, eating the sacrifices does not have to happen near the Mizbeach, just somewhere within the Mishkan, and observing the laws of Ainan, of Avelis, privately, cannot be construed by anybody as I'm ruining the, the, the celebration of the day because I'm doing it privately. So therefore, Hashem told me what to eat, but He didn't tell me about this. So I implied that because of the tragic events that happened, I'm in mourning. If I had eaten the regular sin offering, it would have been pleasing for Hashem. Hashem. He told us, Hashem told us that a mourner may not eat meat of Kodesh. Moshe heard this, understood the explanation, and accepted it. By Yita Be'enu. So much so, he was willing to admit 
um, that Aaron was wrong, even though that you know, even though he only heard it from him, not from Hashem. In other words, he didn't hear Hashem agree with this. In his anger, what was obvious to Aaron eluded him, as Rashi says. So that's the context of the story, which I just think now actually just makes sense. Otherwise, it's it's hard to understand the story within the sikh. And obviously, we could just focus on one of the many Eros that ever brings an Aesir Aleph, that uh, it's very nice that we only focus on the Asay Toiv and, and doing the positive, but as we learned in the Sikha, part of the Aveda of, of Hashem is actually to clean up, to, in other words, to take out the negative energy. It's part of the Simcha Samishkin. And therefore, Vibalbas, the adult, can it very not do it to use Baruch Sediment, they make Zichab, Shaloye, Shumlich, Luchvetinu, Chas Vishalem. There's no dirt, then there's no, then you have to do it. Which reminds me of a good story, famous Chasid Shemaisa, about the Tsar and the, the Kaiser. The Russian Tsar was one time hosted by the Kaiser. No, the Kaiser was hosted by the Tsar, and, the, and the, there was a Jewish cook by the, by, the, by, the, by the Tsar, and he prepared a delicious. Kishka, the real Kishka, not the fake one. Anyway, the Kaiser is so impressed, so when he comes back home, he sends a letter and says, I would love to get the recipe. So the Russian Tsar calls the Jewish cook and says, Numacha recipe. So he writes down the recipe, sends it to the Kaiser, the Kaiser makes it, takes a bite, his cooks make it, he takes a bite and he pukes, throws up. Disgusting. Sends a nasty letter, it's a full diplomatic crisis. Tsar calls the, the Jewish cook and says, you're making a fool out of me? Were you going to cause a crisis? The Jew says, I'm telling you, I gave the recipe. He says, something didn't work. And the Jew finally thinks, he says, tell me, before, you know, the real kishka is made with intestines of an animal. Before they made the kishka and put in all the spices, did they clean the intestines? What's the point? The point is, you could put all the spices, all the asetoy, but those has to be a basic sermida. You have to first clean the kishka, and only then will all the spices be appreciated. L'chaim l'shalom.